was the night before Christmas, and all through the ages, we celebrate through songs, film, and television, and books written pages. A man and his reindeer fly merrily through the skies on Christmas Eve, and for some reason, they added Jesus to the mix, to which the kids are forced to believe. December 25th, the chosen one arrives, or was it something else which the holiday was derived? The longest day of the year is what true wise men figured out. But that's not hardly the popular story of what this day is all about. So I won't challenge your certainty if in Santa or Jesus existed. Let's instead have some fun with the likely truth about Christmas. We need to talk about everything on this small room. Oh, yeah. Or should I say, oh, ho, 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 yeah. I'm getting a late start today, man. I'll tell you right now. It is Christmas Eve Eve, and it is 1045 in the p.m., man. Usually I knock these out in the a.m., have them ready for the rest of the day, but no, 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 no. I have no excuse. I don't, I have no excuses why I'm doing this so late in the day. I'll give you one excuse. I don't get paid for this shit, okay? I'll do it when I want to do it. I didn't do one last week because I didn't feel like it, okay? But since the topic is the history of Christmas, um, hmm, I figured I would do it and have it ready by December 25th. Winter solstice, the longest day of the year, and we're going to talk about it, man. If you're highly touchy about your religion, whatever one you choose, there's a bunch out there. If you're highly, easily upset, you're like, oh, God, don't talk about Jesus. Don't talk about God. Jesus. You might not want to listen to this episode, and I won't be offended. You will be. <laughs> That's just what people like that do. The fanatical, radical types, they're always offended, aren't they? Yeah, you're offended, aren't you? You're already offended. I haven't even said anything yet. Here's the thing, man. We'll do an episode about religion. It's kind of a low-hanging fruit for me, personally. I've been... I went through my religious, anti-religious phases, you know, where I would talk about it all the time and post things to kind of, you know, poke fun at religion just poke the bear a little bit like that's just annoying that's just as annoying as people knocking on your door trying to sell you a watchtower magazine i don't want to be that guy i haven't been that guy in a very long time if somebody brings it up you will have a better chance of renouncing jesus than i will following okay i don't believe the man ever existed i don't believe that december 25th um has anything to do with a newborn child. It's a, it's, it, it's a new, like, it's the longest day. It's winter solstice. It, that's, that's what the day is about. All religions celebrate December 25th for some reason or another, for some savior being born. Yeah. Because that's the longest day and you get to like, kind of start. Is it the longest day or the shortest day? What am I talking about here? Am I saying stupid things? 
I might be saying stupid things. Uh, anyway, um, it's just a, it's it's a new year. Is basically what it is. It's I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. Neither were you. Neither were anybody that you know. Anybody that I know. Anybody who wrote any of the books that we ever read. None of us were there. Don't tell me faith has anything to do with it. I believe in the history of Santa Claus, Chris Kringle. Absolutely. I don't think he actually existed. We write stories, man. I just wrote a book called Chicken Snake and Chupacabra Cow. It's available right now on Amazon. Go buy it. Chicken Snake and Chupacabra Cow. So you're telling me that if I wrote that book, gave it a holiday theme maybe, in the year, I don't know, five. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, did they have books in the year five? So if you told me that I wrote that book, and then it just generationally trickled on down through the years, through the decades, through the centuries, that some dumbass right now wouldn't be like, hey, uh, well, there used to be a talking chicken. That was also half snake. And they would take the lessons of this brilliant kids book that I wrote and pass them down to the generation. You know that would happen. People follow Mormonism, which is a proven, I won't say proven, but it's a historically inaccurate everything, okay? <laughs> You're Mormons, I'm sorry. I, you're very nice people. But there's that whole master race type of thing going on with Mormonism that freaks me out a little bit. Uh, wearing bulletproof, stab-proof, everything but taking a dump in your drawers-proof underwear. That's a legitimate... Like, come on. Uh, we, we should do an episode on Mormonism because it's so freaking silly. I think the South Park guys, Matt and Trey, have kind of done that to death. But <laughs> anyways, I, I, I'm just I'm setting you up for this episode is what I'm doing right now. OK, I'm setting you up and I want you to um, keep your mind open, keep your brain open, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. Because, um, you know, I. <sighs> You know what also bothers me? People to say, you know, so much. I will say it occasionally, and I do annoy myself for that and a billion other reasons. But, you know, people that say, you know, every, you know, five seconds, you know, I mean, you, you know, I, you know, and oh, God, it's, I know it's a tick. It's a nervous tick. So many, so many of us have our nervous ticks and, you know, we don't recognize that we're doing them. I'm trying to figure out what mine is. Um, like people smacking their lips before they say a sentence. Okay. So, so, oh God. Or YouTubers starting off their shows with what's up guys. Oh, let Mr. Beast do that. I love Mr. Beast, by the way. I've been watching Mr. Beast nonstop. Like I just discovered him. I'm way late on this train, but I'm finally on the train and I dig me some Mr. Beast. What a cool guy. We should do an episode about Mr. Beast and all the things that that kid's doing, man. I am, like, highly influenced by this guy. What is he, 25 now or something? I don't even know. Fantastic story about Mr. Beast. Look him up on YouTube. Anyway. 
Hmm, just setting you up. What do you think about? What do you think about when you hear the word Christmas? When I hear the actual, when I see the word spelled, I start thinking of people that capitalize the word Christ and then put mass beneath it uh, or after it. And then the people that get really mad when you put an X in front of the Christ and just put Xmas. That's what I do. I'm sorry if that offends you, but oh, so what? Find me, fight me. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but when I see it, like one of my favorite places on earth is Frankenmuth, Michigan. It's a Christmas themed city here in Michigan. I was just there a couple weeks ago. I love it. They have a giant store called Bronner's. It's the size of two Walmarts. It's huge, and it's all Christmas decorations, ornaments, everything, trees, you name it. And it's beautiful. I've been going there for over 40 years, and I love it, okay? The one thing I don't like about it is they do that. They capitalize Christ in Christmas, and it just, oh, you're not going to take away Christ out of our Christmas. That's, that's what I hear when people do that. I just, that's, oh. <sighs> but, you know, let's talk about the actual history, at least what's in books. You don't know what actual history is. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as actual history. The Bible is not a historic document, okay? It's a collection of stories. <sighs> and that's what Christmas is. Okay. But seriously, in your head, what do you think when you hear the word Christmas? How does it make you feel? Hmm. Commercials on TV or uh, shifting hand into commercialism because that's really these days what the season is. Commercialism. Buying gifts. Decorations. Uh, who's got the best Christmas lights out front of their house? There's a dipshit three doors down from where I'm at right now. I'm at my mom's house right now helping them going through their cancer stuff, and, you know, that's just what I do. That's what I'm here to do, and that's where I'm supposed to be. But they live in a wonderful little neighborhood, but there's a dipshit. I can see him out the window right now in the room that I'm in, and they keep their lights on all night, which is, I think that's annoying. What if you're across the street? It doesn't bother me, but what if you're across the street and you got these bright white lights? The whole house is like a white freaking headlight, Beaming into your bedroom window. Okay, that's great. Thank you for that. Granted, it's only up for, what, a month and a half, maybe? Cool, whatever. Unless they're the dipshits that leave them up all year long, but they better not, or I will go over there with bolt cutters and take care of it myself. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. But here's what why they're dipshits. First of all, there's 15 people living there. They're always in and out, in and out, in and out. And that drives me nuts. Doors slamming. And blah, 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 blah. You know I have misophonia. We did a whole episode about it. They have Christmas music playing right now. It is 11, I'm sorry, it is, it is close to 11 o'clock at night. It'll go on all night. If, you, if you're really quiet, you can hear. And it's on the outside. Who the fucking shit? I, here's the thing. It is almost 11 o'clock at night. The mom and her husband are downstairs, you know, where they sleep. And I'm keeping my voice down this time, okay? I got the microphone turned up so I can get in. This is like ASMR, isn't it? Like I can just do some. 
Anyway, they have Christmas music playing all night and all day outside of their house. I don't think they can hear it inside, but I like to sleep with the window open, and I sure as shit can hear it inside this room, three doors down. And it's like a little cul-de-sac area, so it's like right kind of like 100 yards away, 200 yards away. Who does that? Who who does that? (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so that's the thing. I hate those people. I do. It's the same guy who goes out there with his industrial-sized leaf blower and blows leaves. There's not even any leaves on the ground anymore, but he's out there. It's like revving a motorcycle engine for three hours. And like, just, what are you doing? This is your life? I think I've already talked about him before. It sounds familiar. But anyways, enough about those dipshits. Um, <laughs> it, it just drives me nuts, man. I don't, I, I don't mind Christmas music in stores. Or if I'm at somebody's house and they got Christmas music, I don't care. I listen to punk rock Christmas on Little Steven's underground garage today, like 50 songs in a row when I was driving around. And it was cool. I like I like Christmas music. I like Christmas. I do. But I think some of these people have a full sickness, a Christmas sickness, and it needs to be clinically diagnosed so they can get treatment. <sighs> but anyway, I'm not here to shit all over Christmas. It's not what I do. Like I said, I like Christmas. It's fun, right? I think it is. Gift giving is great. I do it all year round for the people that I love. I've already given my mom and Ron, her husband, Christmas gifts. New coffee maker. I got her little carousel fixed, which I talked about last time. Um, you know, a couple other odds and ends here, a little t-shirt, a little box that she can put on the couch next to her with all her drink holders and stuff in it. And I love it so much. They got me gifts. Got me a GoPro iMac, um, GoPro Max 360. How freaking cool, man. It's just fun. And we do this shit all year round. So it's not just a Christmas thing, but there's a little specialness to it, you know, when it's Christmas time. Hmm. But it's still fun. It's still fun for kids, right? Is it? Do kids still, like, get as excited as I did when I was a kid? Or has it just been entirely ruined from top to bottom? Because, I don't know, maybe, like, young, young kids? Like, maybe under six years old still love it? It's still magical and mesmerizing for them, isn't it? I believed in Santa Claus for probably too long. My parents, uh, man, they never ruined it for me. I was probably like 12, like in 1985 when they, uh, when I figured out it was all a big ruse, when I found the gifts in my parents' closet and, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just totally spoiled it for myself. I caught my stepdad at the time, uh, eating the cookies and drinking the milk that I left out. After that, it was just, you know, a matter of circling what I wanted in the old J.C. Penny or Sears catalog and handing it up, 
handing it up the uh, the chain of command and saying, um, you know, here's my completed assignment. This is what I would like for Christmas, and I, you know, will be excited when I walk down that stairs and there's a giant pile of gifts. And yes, I was spoiled on Christmas. We actually turned Easter into Christmas too. Like we just gave gifts on Easter as well. We should do that again. Oh. <sighs> Even back then, though, in the in the 1980s, uh, where I grew up, uh, you know, like I said, I was getting spoiled on holidays, and we're not hard, we, we were never Jesus people. We were not hardcore religious people. I don't even know if my mom is religious to this day. I don't, I think she wants to be, but isn't. She's never been to a church. Either. I mean, we're not those people. And, um... But we, you know, we decorate the house. My mom had this awesome Christmas village, and it was a, it was a good, fun Christmas experience every single year when I was a kid. Like I said, I'd come downstairs, there'd be a mountain of gifts with my name on it, and and I was a giver. You know, I didn't have a lot of money, but I'd send ideas up the chain of command, like, hey, we should get this for mom, we should get this for dad, we should get this for grandmother, and uh, you know, that's something I still do. Like, hey, Ron, what do you want to do for mom for Christmas? And I just try to be a, no, I'm a giver. But like I said, there's no churches, there's no uh, no prayers, no mandatory Christmas fun on traditions. And I'm grateful for that. I didn't have anything forced into my brain. It was the gifts in the morning, hang out a bit, playing with the toys, whatever it was. Maybe visit some friends or relatives. Uh, maybe we'd have a nice little gathering with our lifelong friends, Bob and Linda and our uncles and aunts and, you know, grandma when she was still around. And it was nice. It was, uh, that's what Christmas was to me. Just, and then, you know, the rest of the day was just whatever, playing with toys and, man, this microphone I bought, pretty fantastic. Can you hear that car driving? That is a quarter mile away. I'm looking at it out the window. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm like going, who the hell keeps driving by the house? There's nobody there. This microphone's pretty fantastic. I think I heard my mom talking a minute ago too. That's good, right? You guys deserve the best quality, even though I don't get paid for this shit. I should. Our numbers are good. <laughs> Our numbers are really good. I think they'd be better if I was consistently doing an episode every Saturday, but I just don't want to right now. I got too much to do. Too much to do. And not that you're not worth it, but um, it takes a lot to put one of these, all the research and everything. It takes me a couple hours of research and then actually finding the time to get out and film it while I'm trying to be a caretaker and doing all this other stuff. I got a side TV to run. I got the YouTube show, which is more people listen to this and they watch that, but whatever. I still got to do it. And is, you know, we just released our movie on Amazon. It's hitting a bunch of streaming. Uh, Vinny's fantastic rock and roll adventure. You can get it on Amazon right now, Bluetooth or. DVD, uh, my book I just told you about, Chicken Snake, Chupacabra Cow, available now on Amazon. I got another book called Go There, Eat That, Road Stories and Recommendations. That'll be out in a few weeks. Lots of shit going on, man. So yeah, I'll do this podcast whenever I feel like it. How about that? How about that? I'll try to do one every other Saturday, though, for now. Until we get back on the road, then we'll be doing them every week. And we'll be doing the Living in a Van podcast with with me, Brandon Bishop. Anyway, where am I? Um, yeah, in uh, shit, I, I have notes. 
I'm trying to read them in the dark, and it's just not working out for me very well. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to highlight everything here, which is about 40 pages of notes. Trust me, every one of these words will not be read on this podcast. I just like to have a little bit of uh, a little juice in case I run out of something to talk about. Oh, there we go. I just made that font really, really big. Anyways, as I got older and on my own, Christmas really became admittedly kind of a lonely time. Um, I don't remember like when I first moved out of the house when I was in my 20s and stuff. And what did I even do in in Detroit like for Christmas? I I don't maybe we did parties. Maybe I did my bands were playing live or something. I I really (laughs) it was like a blackout period. I've never done drugs. I've never drank. I never smoked anything. But there was a blackout period there before I joined the army and after I left, you know, the mom's house at eight or 17 or whatever I was where I don't remember what I did for Christmas. I couldn't remember a single Christmas. I remember just about everything else, but I don't, I don't remember. I, I don't, <laughs> I have no idea what I was doing. So anyway, um, when I had my son though, in 2007, uh, it made it, it Christmas became cool again for me. It became, you know, it wasn't, I had some someone to buy for, someone to live for, and all that good stuff. Um, his mom and I split about a year after he was born, and, you know, he has a huge family on his mom's side that were all in Colorado. So I would never, uh, ever keep him from, from that whatsoever. Uh, same with Thanksgiving, and, you know, but Halloween was mine. Halloween and our birthdays were, like, in the same week. So it, right next to Halloween. So that was always like October was that that's us for the first 15 years of his life. That was our time. And, you know, we made the most of it. Uh, last two years, I barely heard from the prick, but it's whatever. That's, that's his prerogative. Um, but, you know, for Christmas and, and Thanksgiving, I'd basically spend those actual days alone and, you know, just getting caught up on work and whatever. And it was a little depressing, I guess. I could tell myself again and again and again that it wasn't and that, you know, it's what I wanted and, oh, I'm doing a good thing by not stepping in between my son and his, you know, big-ass family on his mom's side. And I, I, you know, and it's, I did the right thing. But, you know, and I didn't fly up to Michigan. There were a couple, couple times I did. A couple times he was with me over 15 years. But for the most part, we never spent Christmas Day together. We never spent Thanksgiving together. Um, maybe New Year's we did sometimes, but you know, it's, it's whatever. It's just, I was doing the right thing. Um, to remedy that, uh, you know, we kind of made up our own holidays though. You know, the, that only the two of us could celebrate. It was in November, we had our cat's birthday, which was Marcy cat day, uh, Marcy J cat day every year. First week in November made a huge turkey dinner and spoiled him with gifts and, you know, whatever he wanted to do. And plus the cat was snuggled and fed in honor of her birthday and she deserves it. I miss you, baby girl. Uh, rest in peace. My longest constant. This November, uh, I celebrated Marcy K Marcy J cat day with my mom and her husband and, um, whether they realized it or not. So I got to pay uh, tribute to the Mauser in late December, whenever I had him, Whatever days I would have him, we'd celebrate Santa Claus Day. That's just what we called it. So our version of Christmas without all the religious nonsense and uh, never decorated, no tree, no lights, just, you know, didn't have time for any of that. I didn't really want to do that. It's just not my thing. Um, 
I don't need that constant reminder of a commercial-based myth agenda holiday that will ultimately be spent alone. So, no thanks. Um, I never. I, I always get invited to parties and you know some get-togethers and things like that. But I'm not a drinker, and I'm just. Re- I'm. That's just you know a reason. Who's hey, looking drunk? And not that guy. I don't want to be around drunk people. I don't want to be a drunk person. Um. And I've been single for like over a decade. So now, now if I had a wife and a kid, sure. And they wanted to do all the celebrate Christmas stuff. I'd go crazy with it. I'd, uh, it, it'd be fun, but I don't, I don't have that. And right now I kind of don't want that. And, you know, I just don't, I, I just, just don't care enough to hang stockings by the chimney with care, you know, and, and lie to kids about a flying magical diabetic and with reindeer. I, I, um, I, I don't know though. Like I have, um, okay. Look, there's a girl I've been seeing whatever. And it's mostly a on the phone thing right now. And it's been, you know, it's whatever it is. She has two kids. Now, if something happened between us, and her two kids, one's a little older, one's really young. And, you know, they wanted to, you know, we got a house together. I'm like, okay, cool. I might be that guy who goes to Home Depot and buys every inflatable Christmas thing and just throws up Christmas right on the lawn, hangs up every light in the house. I wouldn't play Christmas music all freaking night like these idiots three doors down. I would never do that uh, because I'm not an asshole. But, you know, you get the gist here. If, if they really wanted to do that, then... You know, I I would do that. I, I would definitely do that just for them. Anyways, the extent of my Christmas joy resides uh, as far as things that I have, ornaments and things like that. I have a penguin ornament with my son and I's name on it that we got at Frankenmuth. I have a snowman chime ornament uh, took from my grandmother's stuff when she passed away. Um, I have a giant stocking that says Brandon on it. <laughs> it's like huge. It's like three four feet long. It's, it's enormous. And I gave it to my son and I always filled it with stuff, you know, all year round. So, um, I've always, like I said, I've always, Christmas has been every day for my son and which made it every day for me. So I don't, and we don't have to call it Christmas. You know, I'm sorry, Christians. I just don't care about the story. I don't care about any of that stuff. When I see a nativity scene, I kind of roll my eyes and go, you know, that probably didn't happen, but it's whenever it's a nice story. If you need that in your life, then by all means, it's, it's right there. There's some plastic ornaments that you can hang on your lawn. And, uh, yeah, none of that shit happened. It just didn't. It, it didn't happen. Okay. I, okay. You weren't there, Brandon. You just said, how could you know if you weren't there for the birth of Jesus? And yeah, I wasn't there and neither were you. I'm just saying, okay, let's at least say we. it's a 50-50 chance, Okay. You say it did, I say it didn't. Cool. Agree to disagree. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of depressing. This is like the first holiday for a long time that I've been with family. I don't know what to do with myself. It's kind of nice, actually. The, you know, we've already, like I said, we've already exchanged gifts. We've already, I think Ron's family's coming over next month. I'm going to go spend Christmas in two days with, uh, or a day and a half now, with my daughter and my grandson, Charlotte and Chance. And yeah, man, I'm excited about that, actually. I'm going to go spend it with her boyfriend and their parents. 
Their parents apparently watch my YouTube show. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm going to give them all a copy of the movie and then um, have dinner with them and come back home and spend it with these people. And that's Christmas for me. And I'm uh, actually kind of excited about it. And it's, uh, yeah, man, it just, it just means a little more, you know, because I don't have family in Colorado. I had my son there and I said he stopped coming around. So, you know, and I was rotting. I was rotting in Colorado, man. I don't feel like I'm rotting anymore, at least not. I do feel physically like I'm rotting because I'm not doing a whole lot and I'm not van lifing and I'm not on the road and I'm not exploring and exercising. I'm not doing shit. I'm kind of sitting around. I hate it. Uh, that aspect of it, but it's, uh, <clears throat> again, it's where I need to be. So, um, man, it's just, yeah, it's nice to not, you know, have to text my mom or call her and say happy Christmas or whatever, and not be a 20 hour drive away. And don't get me wrong. It is depressing mainly because I didn't get to spend it with, uh, my kids, you know, my mom, I, I just sat around on Christmas days and, but I, I, have to admit though I loved being alone on the holidays everything is so much quiet no spam calls and I can just stare at a screen and make tv shows or write books or get whatever I need to get done done it's great but you know at this age I, I really enjoy spoiling people I care about in a materialistic manner funny thing is in this house you know we're very impatient people and uh <laughs> we're not gonna wait for, you know, Christmas morning to open up gifts and everything. Like I said, we already exchanged everything. And I'm, um, I mean, why wait? I'm 50 right now and they're, you know, pushing 70. So we don't wait. Okay. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it is unfortunate. I haven't heard anything from my son in a very long time. I got a birthday Mess text, you know, happy birthday. That's it. Probably it's something his mom told him to do. I, and then and it's crushing, not just on Christmas, but on every day of the freaking year. It, it's crushing, it's heartbreaking. And, and you know, from morning to night, I'm admittedly thoroughly depressed about this. And it's, you know, I don't know why he stopped communicating. I don't. My mom and I have always gotten him everything he's ever wanted, we've always showered him with love. and you know, there's no beatings. There's no, we never beat him or acted shitty around him. Or he's just an asshole. He's a teenage asshole, and that's something I have to deal with every day. Holidays, especially you know Halloween, our, our like I said, that was our time. Santa Claus Day, as we call it, it's just rough. And everyone says, "Oh, it'll come around. It's just a phase." When you hit fifty, like I said, we don't wait. Waiting is something that we don't have the luxury of doing. My mom was great to this kid on every level especially on Christmas, man, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, probably thousands of dollars of in his lifetime. And she barely got a thank you. And when she did, it was, it was me that had to pry it out of him. Don't get me wrong. My son's a great person. He never caused much trouble. He's just, just an asshole, man. And you know, I hate to say that, man. I hate to say that seriously. I mean, you can ignore me, blow me off, not send me a Christmas text. Fine, cool. It hurts, but I'll move forward and I'll get my shit done. If you don't want me a part of your life, guess what? Cool. I got plenty to do, man. I got a daughter who really wants to see me. I got a grandson who I just talked to today and he's really excited to see me. Cool. I'll concentrate on, you know, I got to go where the love is, man. But you fuck with my mom? Fuck you. How can you do that to her? Ignorant little shit. I mean, seriously, 
It's my son. I'll call him whatever the fuck I want to call him. Anyways, that's not very festive, though, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I just had to get out of the way. I did. I, I'm really hurt. My mom's really hurt, and we just try to block it out. But you can't. You got you to gotta fucking hold on to the people you love, man. You have to. Even if you don't love them that much. You got to communicate. You got to just, it's family, dude. I'm sure my kid's, you know, autistic or Asperger's or something. He doesn't know how to process emotion or, you know, deal with responsibilities or any kind of thing like that. And doesn't even think that I'm making other people happy. I truly believe that. I truly believe, I've, I've thought that for a very long time, that he's got something going on upstairs and it worries me. Because his mom's like, oh, he's perfect. There's nothing wrong with a fuck. Sure. Yeah, you're his mom, and you, yeah, you, <laughs> so whatever, I'm not going to get into that, but she's, she's a good mom, but she's blind, and I don't think she sees what's, you know, right in front of her. <sighs> anyway, yeah, that's depressing, man, it really is, I don't, I don't want to feel that way about my son, I want to fly him up here, you know, spend the holidays with him, or Santa Claus Day with him, whatever days we get. He's got two weeks off for the holiday from school. Could have came up and spent four, you know, three, whatever. Get showered with gifts and ship your ass back home. It's not hard, man. It's not hard to, you know, tolerate even just if... We're not people you have to tolerate, okay? We're good people. Anyway. It just sucks. It just sucks a lot. But, you know what else sucks? Having to take a piss. Whoa, microphone. Piss. 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 I'm maxing this fucker out. Okay. Yeah, having to take a piss. And while I'm doing that, let's thank our sponsors. We're going on a pee break. Today's sponsor, I'm going to do two sponsors. Yeah, because in my world, my new blossoming world of being a magnet fisher, you know what magnet fishing is? It's when you take a big ass magnet and you throw it in the water and you move it around or it's on the end of a stick or on the end of a rope and you move it around and you try to find shit, cool shit. Magnetar, man. Magnetar magnets. Look them up on Amazon. Look up magnetarmagnets.com and see what they got because they're the best. And they sent me the Elite package and I have an Elite package now. How cool is that, man? Thank you, Magnetar, for sponsoring this podcast and for hooking me up and making me 
soon to be the greatest magnet fisher of all time. And with a little break in the music there, our second sponsor, Bass Dash. B-A-S-S-D-A-S-H. They make waders. They make sporting clothing. They make all kinds of cool stuff. They sent me two wonderful pairs of waders. One warm water one, one cold water one. And I look absolutely freaking sexy in these things. Bass Dash is available also on Amazon. And you can go to BassDash.com as well. And Bass Dash is not an, an app on your phone where you can order a tasty bass just by hitting a button and paying for it online. No, that's not what it is. Bass Dash has sporting clothes, sporting gear, all kinds of cool stuff. Go to BassDash.com, find it on Amazon, as well as Magnetar Magnets. Those are our two awesome sponsors. Whoop, another break in the music. Not very good at looping music, apparently. Anyways, go to BassDash.com, go to MagnetarMagnets.com, find them both on Amazon, and you can be the second best magnet fisherman in the entire world. You can get that big magnet, throw it in the water, pull out untold treasures, just like me. But you're not going to be as good as me. No. Oh, and then the music cuts off. Okay, let's get back to Christmas. Not the most uh, professional commercial break in the world right there. I thought I had it down, man. Some cool Christmas music in the back. Had it on loop. I thought it would just, you know, play with seamlessly. But no, there were some seams. Anyways, let's talk about Christmas. So exactly what is Christmas? Well, there's the religious version that says uh, Christmas is an annual festival commemorating the birth of Jesus, who was worshipped as the son of God. In Christianity, um, the world's largest religion, yeah, <laughs> obviously, and they're still feeling repressed. By the way, we're 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 get we're under attack and we're repressed, dude. You you won the war. You can tell just by saying what year it is. <clears throat> okay, there's a reason it's 2023. Christianity. Anyway, observed primarily on uh, December 25th. It's a um, it's a feast central to the Christian um, liturgical year. Um, <laughs> sorry, my eyes are blurry, and that's in a different color. It's like underlined. Like it, I never heard that word before. Litur liturgical year? Okay, and follows a season of Advent, which begins four days, um, four Sundays before the Nativity Fast. And, okay, what the... This is why the, the Bible is just full of this nonsense talk, man. Yeah, I mean, people spoke differently back in the day. Maybe people were trying to impress people when they wrote this shit. But, I mean, these words don't even exist right now. <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyways, I'll skip all that shit. The traditional Christmas narrative recounted in the New Testament, uh, known as Nativity of Jesus, says that Jesus was born in Bethlehem in accordance with messianic prophecies. When Joseph and Mary arrived in the city, the inn had no room. And so uh, they were offered a stable where uh, the Christ child <laughs> would be born. With angels proclaiming this news to shepherds who then spread the word. 
there are different hypotheses regarding the date of Jesus. Birth, uh, Jesus' birth in, in, in the 4th century. <laughs> the church fixed the date of December 25th. Yes, the church fixed that date. This corresponds to the traditional date of the winter solstice. See, I'm... Listen, people. If bullshit starts at birth, what makes you think any of it that comes after is anything to behold as truth? Okay? Anyways, it um, corresponds with winter solstice on the Roman ca uh, calendar. Is exactly nine months after the Annunciation on March 25th, uh, also the date of the spring equinox. Most Christians celebrate December 25th in the Gregorian calendar, which has been adapted uh, universally in the civil calendars. That's what I'm talking about by saying what year is it right now. Used in countries throughout the world. However, part of the Eastern Christian churches celebrate Christmas on December 25th um, of the older Julian calendar, which currently corresponds to January 7th. And the, okay, what the fuck? Who cares about any of this stuff? <sighs> for Christians believing that God came into the world in the form of a man to atone for the sins of humanity rather than knowing Jesus, exact birthday is considered to be the primary purpose in celebrating Christmas. Okay. So it's... <sighs> it's just, you know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's what it is all about. We'll get into Santa Claus later, which is a much more fun and non-mind-scrambling freaking story. The real story, though, in my opinion, is uh, related to the winter solstice. Uh, solstice. I can't say that freaking word. The winter solstice. Solstice. It's a stupid word. There shouldn't be that S in a Whatever. Um, the history... <laughs> God damn it. I'm not going to stop and start over anyway. It's driving me nuts just going through this thing, reading just all this Chris, Christians, Jesus, Christians, Jesus, Christians, Jesus, Christians. It's all, every other word is church, Christians, Jesus, Angelican, Catholic. It's a, what the freaking hell? Okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta scroll down, man. I really have to scroll down. <laughs> I want to talk about fun stuff. Okay. I already told you what the real story about December 25th is. It's the winter solstice, okay? It's the that, that day of the year where the calendar starts going the other way. The days get longer and, you know, the sun will come out tomorrow. Yeah. It's all about harvest. All of these are about harvest. Thanksgiving is about harvest. Harvest. Easter is about harvest. And they give, you know, they give gods to all of these different instances. Oh, the harvest is coming in. We must thank the gods. Oh, winter's ending. We must thank the gods. We survived another day. It's light out. Oh, we must thank the gods. And it all comes back to like the Egyptian book of the dead. Okay, go read the highlights, the Egyptian book of the dead for dummies, whatever. Go find that. And you'll see that the stories match up perfectly with the Bible. December 25th, the virgin birth. All of that stuff, man, it's all in the Egyptian Book of the Dead, which came out thousands of years before the Bible. So tell me again, 
what Christmas is all about. Well, I mean, that, that is what Christmas is all about. But Winter Solstice, completely different. And that is basically the day that they just said, okay, we don't really know when this Jesus child was born or if he exists, but, and all this was done after he was long gone, by the way. We'll just say December 25th, because that's this day to Winter Solstice. Cool. What a great day that is. Yeah. Maybe we'll say a bunch of uh, uh, wise men came and gave him myrrh and gold and linen or whatever it is. And yeah, what else? There should be a, there should totally be a donkey there. Oh yeah, there's donkeys in the back and a camel. Um, drummer boys. Uh, there was a drummer boy, right? Probably making the baby cry, like waking him up every five minutes, like. I bet Jesus was a fussy baby. You have to think so. He was born on straw. Have you ever slept on straw? That shit pokes you. Like, anyways. Hey, I can make up shit too, okay? <laughs> it's just, uh... So yeah, December 25th is about winter solstice. But let's talk about something fun. The legend of St. Nicholas. Yeah, the real Santa Claus. The legend of Saint Santa Claus can be traced back hundreds of years to a monk named St. Nicholas. It is believed that Nicholas was born sometimes around uh, 280 A.D., so not too far after the whole Christ thing. And they say he was born in Patara near Mira, which is modern-day Turkey. Much admired for his uh, kindness, St. Nicholas became the subject of many legends. Mm-hmm. See? So St. Nicholas may have been a nice guy. And then after he died, they spoke stories about him. Why? Because they didn't have internet. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have cable television, okay? They looked at the stars, and they remembered people that were around them in their little vicinity, and then they made up stories. And some of those stories caught on. Forrest Gump is an amazing film that will live, outlive all of us. And... <laughs> If they would have told, if they would have told the story of Forrest Gump back in the Stone Age when Santa Claus was born here, <coughs> guess what? We'd all be like, there'd be a holiday, and we'd all eat shrimp, and we'd all, you know, say stupid is as stupid does, and yeah, Forrest Gump would, you know, come down our chimneys. We'd have ornaments. We'd give each other chocolates, a box of chocolates. Stories catch on, man. Stories become fact and become legend. You know that. <laughs> okay, where's Christmas here? Where's St. Nick? Um, over the course of many years, uh, he was known for um, being a protector of children and sailors. That's weird. His feast day is celebrated on the anniversary of his death, December 6th. So, I mean, he may have been a real person. This is traditionally uh, considered a lucky day to make large purchases or get married. Okay. By the Renaissance, St. Nicholas was the most popular saint in Europe, even after uh, Protestant Reformation, which is more religious bullshit, people telling you what you can and can't do. When the uh, veneration of the saints begin to be discouraged, St. Nicholas maintained a positive reputation, especially in uh, Holland of all places. Did you know that the Salvation Army has been sending Santa Claus 
Claus-clad donation, Santa Claus-clad donation collectors into the streets since the 1890s. Okay, that was kind of a, a weird little sidebar there. <laughs> okay, um, man, I like the story of Santa Claus. I do. I think it's cool. What is this little? I got a bunch of tidbits here and. In 1809, Washington Irving helped to popularize the Sinter Claus stories when he referred to St. Nicholas as the patron saint of New York in his book, The History of New York. As his prominence grew, Sinter Claus was described as everything from a rascal with big blue three-cornered hat um, red waistcoat and a yellow stockings to... Okay, so Santa Claus started off wearing blue and yellow, like the Michigan Wolverines go blue, um, and had a huge Flemish trunk nose, <sighs> and he was like playing jokes on people and stuff like that. I don't think that was marketable enough, so they settled on a yellow and I'm sorry, they settled on the red and white with the black belt and the big rosy nose, you know. It's more marketable. This whole Christmas thing is marketing. Religion is marketing. It's all marketing to make you buy shit. That's what, that's what life is about right now, okay? All these holidays, it's all about marketing. That's why you see a Santa Claus in every shopping mall and every, like, main store. <sighs> Gift-giving, mainly centered around children, has been an importance of the Christmas celebration since the holidays rejuvenated in the 19th century. Stores began to advertise Christmas shopping in the 1820s, and by the 1840s, newspapers were creating separate sections for holiday advertisements, which also, uh, often featured Im images of newly popular Santa Claus. You hear that train in the background? Those trains here are freaking stupid. Like, I know their patterns. Like, right around 11 o'clock, it starts, and it goes all night, and it's like, eh, eh. then it'll honk for, like, 15 seconds. Eh. So, Santa Claus, what I would like for Christmas is for you to derail that train, okay? I don't want nobody to get hurt. Just derail the train. And, or, no, don't derail the train, because then people won't get their stuff, and then whatever. Uh, there might be toxic shit on there, and we all have to get out of town. Don't re I take that back. But just take the horns off the trains, okay? There's plenty of flashing lights and shit. People aren't going to get hit. Anyways, back to Santa Claus. Oh, my goodness. I am getting really tired. It's pushing midnight now, people. Um, in 1841, thousands of children uh, visited a Philadelphia shop to see a life-size Santa Claus model. It was only a matter of time before the stores began to attract children and their parents with the lure of a peek at a live Santa Claus in the early 19 1890s. This has been going on for a while, man. Salvation Army needed money to pay for the free Christmas uh, meals they provided for needy families. They began dressing up unemployed men in Santa Claus suits and sending them into the streets to uh, solicit donations. I didn't know that. Those familiar Salvation Army Sanders have been ringing bells in street corners of America cities ever since. That's pretty cool. I don't know if you can get away with that now with the homeless people. Those homeless people are just going to ring that damn bell and they're going to steal your suit. They're going to steal your bell and they're just going to make money instead of flying signs saying, please help. They're going to have a little bell and they'll probably make about a good 100, 200, 300 bucks a day doing it. Can't trust people these days. Even the homeless were more honest back then. 
Perhaps the most iconic uh, department store, Santa, is Kris Kringle in the 1947 classic Miracle on, 40, uh, <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street. A young Natalie Wood um, played a little girl who believes in Kris Kringle, played by Edmund Gwynn, um, won an Oscar for the role when he says he's the real Santa Claus. Uh, it was remade in 1994, probably badly. The Macy Santa has a... Oh my God, his trains, dude. I'm in a bedroom right now. Yes, the window's open, but good Lord. Take the train, Santa. Take, I mean, take, take the horns out of the trains. Listen to that. How's anybody in this whole neighborhood supposed to sleep? It's 1130 at night. And they, it's like an alarm clock going off. It's freaking annoying. Listen up. Listen to that. Asshole. Engineer. I want to, like, get my paintball gun and just pelt him as he's going by. I don't even remember what the freaking hell I was talking about. Oh, the Macy's Santa has appeared almost every Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade since it began in 1924, over 100 years, almost 100 years ago to, the, to right now. Um... And fans of all ages still line up on the streets of Macy's Day Parade and blah, 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 blah. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. In 1822, Clement Clark Moore, an Episcopal, I can never say that, Episcopal minister wrote a long Christmas poem for his three daughters entitled An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas, more popularly known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Um, okay, cool. I don't care about that. Um, Christmas around the world. Let's talk about that because I want to get into what other countries around the world do, uh, for Christmas. I think that's pretty interesting. Like Japan is probably my favorite at all time. And I want to spend Christmas in Japan, maybe next year. I don't know. Santa Claus around the world. 18th century American Santa Claus was not only St. Nick inspired, uh, as a gift giver, uh, and making appearance during Christmas times. There are similar figures, um, and Christmas traditions around the world. Chris Kringle is believed to, um, Christ kind, Christ kind. They, they're calling people, they're calling Santa Claus Christ kind. Where is that? Oh, in Swiss and German. Ew, dude. No. Um, it's like an angel figure accompanied by St. Nick. Oh, he's like St. Nick's friend. So it's Jesus and Santa Claus hanging out, giving away presents and shit. Okay, I'm passing that up again. <laughs> I know, I'm all over the place. I'm not very good at this job right now. I'm half asleep, and uh, the trains are bugging me, I'm trying to keep my voice down, which is something I do not do on this podcast. Um, oh, Rudolph, the ninth reindeer. Let's talk about this. The most famous reindeer of all was born over 100 years ago um, after his eight flying counterparts. Okay, that means he's the youngest. The Red Nose Wonder was the creation of Robert L. May, a copyright of the Montgomery Ward Department Store. I didn't know that. In 1939, May wrote a Christmas-themed poem to help bring holiday traffic into the store. Of course, everything is commercialism. Everything is advertising. I'm telling you, everything. Even Rudolph the Red Nose freaking reindeer. Montgomery Ward sold almost 2.5 million copies of the story in 1939. That's a profit. Uh, when it was reissued in 1946, the book sold over three and a half more million copies. Several years later, one of um, May's friends, Johnny Marks, wrote a 
short song based on Rudolph's story. It was recorded by Gene Autry and sold over 2 million copies since then. The story has been translated into 25 languages and has been made into a television movie uh, narrated by Burl Ives, uh, which has charmed audiences since uh, 1964. That's cool. See, I like, I like, this is the part of Christmas that I do like. Sure, it's a song to get people into Macy's and it's advertising and everything revolves around money. It always has, it always will. And, oops, excuse me. And it's, you know, that's, that's all disgusting and gross and, and unfortunate. It, money runs the world, whatever. We're stuck with it. I hate money, but I need money. So I love money. Um, pay me to do this podcast and I'll do it way better. Um, but I really, um, I mean, I've, and that's, a, that's America. That's American stuff. Jesus, Santa Claus on America and Trump, right? And that's what you guys like so much, you fucking rednecks. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. I flew off the handles there for a second. But I really do want to get around the world, and like, especially in Europe and Asia, and just see what, I mean, you don't want to go to, you know, Iraq or <laughs> Saudi Arabia for Christmas. That'll be a little weird, but um, yeah, around the world, like in Sweden, the Yule Goat, the Yule Goat has been a Swedish Christmas symbol dating back to ancient pagan festivals. However, in 1966, the tradition got a whole new life after someone came up with the idea to make a giant, giant straw goat, now referred to as Gavle Goat. Gavle Goat. According to the official website, the goat is more than 42 feet high, 20 feet, uh, 23 feet wide, and weighs 3.6 tons. Each year, this massive goat is constructed in the same spot. And I want to go to that spot. That, that shit's awesome. What are they, light it on fire? No, they just take it down. They should light it on fire. In the Philippines, if you thought the United States went all out for Christmas decorations, you should see what the Philippines does. Every year, the city of San Fernando... Uh, holds Ligligan, Ligligan Paru, Paru, or Giant Lantern Festival, I guess I could have said them parentheses, uh, featuring dazzling uh, lanterns that symbolize the star of Bethlehem. And um, each lantern consists of thousands of spinning lights that illuminate the night sky. I would love to see that. That sounds freaking awesome. Here's Japan. This is what I was talking about. Um, it's not a big like national holiday in Japan. Uh, I think 1% of the population is Christian over there. So they don't really, you know, buy into the Christmas story. Um, but it's, uh, Japanese still find interesting and delicious ways to celebrate. Instead of gathering around the table for a Turkey dinner, families instead go to KFC, man, Kentucky fried chicken. The tradition started in 1974 after a wild, uh, wild, wildly successful marketing campaign called Kurishna Mashu Nisha, whatever, uh, parentheses says Kentucky for Christmas. <laughs> uh, the fast food chain has maintained its Yuletide popularity, causing some people to go order their boxes months in advance or stand in a two-hour-long line to get their finger-licking good food. So, yeah, in Japan, they go to KFC, man. That's the thing. I've heard of that before, and that's freaking fantastic. In Iceland, uh, similar to the 12 days of Christmas in the U.S., Iceland celebrates 13. Each night before Christmas, Iceland, uh, Icelandic children are visited by the 13 Yule Lads. Ooh, that sounds a little creepy. Um, after... 
After placing their shoes by the window, the little ones head upstairs to bed. In the morning, they'll either have received candy if they're good or be greeted with shoes full of rotten potatoes if they're bad. (laughs) Yes, we should totally do that here. Finland, on Christmas morning, uh, Finnish families traditionally eat a porridge made of rice and milk topped with cinnamon, milk, or butter. Uh, Whoever finds the almond placed inside of the pudding wins. What do they win? But some families cheat and hide a few almonds so the kids don't get upset. Screw that! Let the kid have his year and then the other ones learn from the loss. At the end of the day, it's customary to warm up in a sauna together in Finland. Okay. New Zealand, because summer falls during Christmas time uh, for Kiwis, New Zealanders, um, New Zealandites. A number of their uh, traditions center around uh, a grill, a barbecue. So families and friends gather for a casual cookout with fresh seafood, meat, and seasonal vegetables. And the New Zealand Christmas tree is the, what the hell is that word? Poltutukawa. Um, a coastal species that blooms, I guess, in New New Zealand, whatever, cool. Uh, Denmark, before Christianity came to the Danes, uh, Christmas Day, I'm sorry, my eyes are so blurry, man, I am so tired, I'm trying to get this good, trying to make this good, man, but, whew. anyways, before Christianity came to Denmark, uh, Christmas Day was a celebration of brighter days, as it occurred just before the winter solstice. Yeah, see, Denmark had it right to celebrate that day for that reason, because that's what it was all about. Today, homes are decorated with superstitious characters called Nieser, who are believed uh, to protect, provide protection. Okay, from what? Krampus? I mean, (laughs) on the evening of December 24th, Danish families place their Christmas tree in the middle of the room and dance around it while singing carols. That's very nice. Uh, Norway. Christmas season is called Julibard. 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 Um, it begins December 3rd, filling up local bars and restaurants, um, throughout the month. Families celebrate Little Christmas on December 23rd. Uh, each have their own ritual for that day, which may include decorating the tree, making a gingerbread house, or eating hot rice pudding. I like hot rice pudding. It sounds good. Ireland, the Irish leave a tall red candle in front of the window overnight, a welcoming symbol of warmth and shelter for the holiday season. Oh, and they eat potatoes. And it literally says that right there. Uh, traditional fare in Ireland includes potatoes, roast goose, vegetables, and cranberries. Nice. In Poland, on Christmas Eve in Poland, many families share um, an unleadened an unleavened religious wafer. Okay. Each person breaking off a piece as they wish each other Merry Christmas. Dinner may not begin until the first star appears in the night sky, and traditionally an extra setting is left at the table should someone come in uninvited. That's very nice. But what if it's a like a foggy day? What if it's cloudy out and there's just no stars in the sky? Nobody eats? Bullshit. Portugal and Brazil. Brazilian and Portuguese families come together on Christmas Eve to eat dinner as late as 10 p.m. Okay. I'm usually having leftovers at that point, but whatever. Um, Then at exactly midnight, they exchange gifts, toast, toast, 
and wish each other a Merry Christmas. Midnight Mass, uh, Brewster Mass, is a chance to meet up with neighbors and extended families to wish them all a good holiday season. South Africa. I'm skipping some countries that just don't look that interesting. It's all the same shit. Uh, actually, let's go to Austria real quick because this one is really cool. Alpine countries like Austria have a legend that a devil-like creature called Krampus joins their St. Nicholas festivities on December 6th. Children are asked for a list of their good and bad deeds. Good children are rewarded with sweets, apples, and nuts, and bad children are captured by Krampus and basically eaten. See, kids need that in their life, man. They need fear. They need consequences. I'm telling you. South Africa, while the traditions uh, around... Uh, while the traditions around South Africa may vary by region and culture, most families come together for a cookout called a bragging, a bragging, a bragging on the holiday, uh, marinated steaks, mm, uh, sausages and uh, desserts and malva pudding, whatever that is, uh, custards and everything. like that. So they, they just eat a bunch of shit in uh, South Africa. Ukraine. This year, I imagine they're just... Uh, trying not to get bombed by that fucking asshole Putin. Uh, but the Orthodox Christians make up nearly 49% of Ukraine's population. They observe Christmas Day on January 7th by dressing in traditional garments and walking through the town singing carols. A dish called uh, kutra made of cooked wheat mixed with honey, ground poppy seeds, and sometimes nuts is popular Christmas Eve treat. Some families throw a spoonful of kutja at the ceiling. If it sticks, there will be a good harvest in the new year. Mexico. All across Mexico, members of the church uh, put on shepherd's plays to uh, retell the Christmas story. Okay. What is the Christmas story? The Mexican Christmas season begins in December with Los Posados, a religious march that reenacts the journey of Joseph and Mary. Okay, so they buy into the bullshit. Um, Let's see. How about El Salvador? Central Americans, countries like El Salvador, toast Christmas with fireworks displays on December 24th and 25th. Children celebrate with smaller firecrackers called little volcanoes. Okay. And little stars. While those who are a little older tend to prefer larger varieties of Roman candles. Nice. So that's kind of Christmas around the world. Um, and I, I, I really want to get out and start traveling more. I've seen this country, man. I know this country. I've been in every corner of this country. And I Christmas here is just gross. It's kind of just, it's, it's nice, but it's all commercialism. And just, I want to get to those little villages in Europe and do that kind of stuff. I was watching a show called Kara and Nate on YouTube. And they just did nine Christmas villages in nine days in Europe. And I was so damn jealous, man. I have to reenact that myself, find some different stuff as well. Oh man, there's a Krampus festival. There's this, all these cool, all this cool, cool shit. And I want to be a part of it before I die. And I will be. So, um, the war on Christmas. Yeah, man, there's a war on Christmas. Did you know that? The sentiment behind the phrase war on Christmas has long um, <laughs> long been before Donald Trump or the Starbucks controversy. Interesting, yeah, the Starbucks cup controversy. Remember that? Oh, it's just a red cup. It doesn't say Christmas. Oh, fuck you. Interesting, the Puritans didn't embrace Christmas. Um, it was just the opposite. They banned it. Yeah, that's right. 
the early religious fanatical radical types banned Christmas because it didn't fit their interpretation of the Bible. In 1920, Henry Ford, a known anti-Semite, <laughs> I don't know why they had to add that, distributed a series of pamphlets that claimed to expose the whole record of Jewish opposition to Christmas. And okay, I didn't even know that. And uh, I actually like Henry Ford and some of the things he said and did, but ooh, geez. Um, and he, <laughs> so he was opposed to Christmas and Easter and all that shit. A spike of religiosity in the um, 1950s with church attendance at 50% of the country. Good Lord. Um, assured that Christian values were in, included in the curriculum of most public schools. <gasps> Child abuse. Um, when people spoke out against the inc incorporation of church and state, they faced severe backlash. Okay, I mean, the war on Christmas is basically this. Um, I'm sorry, religious people, but you're never happy. You're always oppressed. You're always, oh God, they're coming to get Christmas. Why? Because I say happy holidays, because I write Xmas when I write Christmas, because I don't feel like typing out the word Christ every single time I want to say the word Christmas. Okay, whatever. Yes, I'm attacking you. Yes, it's a war on Christmas. You're a fucking idiot. Okay. And you know, if, if, if somebody doesn't celebrate Christmas, if you're Buddhist, if you're, if you're Jewish, if you're, you know, whatever, who gives a shit, man, let people do what they want to do. Okay. Let people do what they want to do. And that goes for, you know, us as well. That goes for the Jewish as well. If you're offended by the word Christmas, you're weak. Okay? If you think that you're being suppressed and oppressed because they're going to fight Christmas, they're going to take it away from us, you're weak. Christmas ain't going nowhere, okay? <laughs> okay? Oh, people, man. You're weak. You're all fucking weak. If things like that offend you. Now, this dipshit playing his Christmas music all freaking night, three doors down, that offends me. That doesn't offend me. That pisses me off. That's totally different. I don't care how many lights he has on. It. I, don't, I don't care about any of that. I don't care about anything he does. And I shouldn't. And he shouldn't care about anything I do. So when I go over there and I clip the, the, the speaker, the cord that goes to the speaker, he should understand. I don't want to hear your fucking Christmas music. I like Christmas music, but I don't want to hear it at midnight, which it is right now. Drives me nuts, man. <laughs> Drives me freaking nuts. People just fucking stop looking around for shit to bitch about. Christmas ain't going anywhere. There's not a war on Christmas. It's a couple thousand loud people. Oh, well, I don't think they should have a Christmas tree. It should be a holiday tree. And then another person goes, oh, yeah, well, I'm a Christian, and I love Jesus, and I do Christmas every day because my papa told me to. And then someone else, oh, yeah, well, and then it's fucking never-ending stupidity. I just hate people, man. I, <laughs> I really hate people. There's no war on Christmas. There never has been. If Starbucks wants to have a red cup, who gives a shit? It's their business. Don't go there if it bothers you. If they want to have a pink cup with a big pair of floppy titties on it for Christmas cups, who gives a shit? Don't buy it. If you don't like holiday movies and Christmas movies, don't watch them. If you don't like listening to Christmas music, turn it off. 
Much like, I'm going to go over there and turn their shit off. Assholes. I don't know why you feel like you're being suppressed or oppressed or just... nothing. It doesn't happen. They're not coming to take your guns, okay? <laughs> They're not going to take my guns. Tough. I don't want to pay to have universal health care because it comes out of my money. Dipshit. Dipshit. You'll pay a hell of a lot less by not paying for... Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, let's talk about some fun facts about Christmas. Holiday retail sales are predicted to soar as high as $960 billion, according to the National Retail Federation, and that was 2022. It could be over a trillion dollars now. Americans are expended, expected to spend about uh, $1,400 bucks each, uh, on each this season. Um, I don't think I've spent that much, thankfully. Maybe I have. I've probably spent about $1,000. Um, that's around the same as last year, and about $1,400 a person, really? It's a lot of freaking money for some people, man. I mean, that's like too much. In some cities, consumers could spend... Uh, nearly three times that much. Personal Finance Wallet Hub calculated 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 the maximum um, amount consumers can afford to spend on holiday shopping is, is in more than 550 U.S. cities using key elements uh, such as income, age. Well, okay, this is boring shit. Um, Nineteen interesting facts about Christmas. Okay, let me get comfortable. 19 of them? Did I really have to do 19 of them? Can I be done yet? <sighs> One. <laughs> the song Jingle Bells holds a Guinness Book World Records for being the first ever song uh, played in outer space. Oh, great. Playing Christmas music in space. I can see us like, getting out in space and be like, oh, thank God. Oh, it's so quiet. It's so nice out here. So peaceful. It's beautiful. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all. What the fuck? Number two. In Ukraine, oh, fuck this. Spiders are thought of as symbols of good luck during Christmas. A spiderweb ornament is a must-have for every Christmas tree in Ukraine. Okay. Taking Ukraine off my list of places to visit during Christmas. Um... You can actually mail a letter to Santa's postal uh, code in Canada. The address is Santa Claus, North Pole, H-O-H-O-H-O, <laughs> Canada. Hmm. Perfect. I'm going to skip a couple of these. We're not doing all 19. Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb. I mean, possibly. I'm sure he had somebody do it for him. Also invented Christmas lights along with his partner and friend, Edward H. Johnson. In 1880, the first illuminated their uh, laboratory in New Jersey using Christmas uh, during Christmas times. They were the first person, first people to hang up Christmas lights. Uh, Sir Henry Cole designed the first ever Christmas card. And it was just recently sold at an auction for only $68.46, $6,486. Only 12 out of the 1,000 originals of his cards are still in existence. Yay. Is anybody caring about any of this stuff? The largest gingerbread house ever made was as big as an actual house. 
and the largest snowflake ornament ever seen is over ten feet tall. Home Alone is the highest-grossing Christmas movie of all time. Each year during Christmas, over 8.5 million lights are used to decorate the magical Walt Disney World. Okay. There are more than 630 different kinds of Christmas trees. And 77 million of those... Wait, what? I think I screwed something up. Santa Claus is known by over 70 different names around the world. Cool. Lego sells around 28 sets per second during the Christmas season. Silent Night is over 200 years old. It took Mariah Carey only 15 minutes to write All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> and the world has been shit ever since. Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Story in just six weeks. December 26th, the day after Christmas, is celebrated as National Candy Cane Day. All right, let's talk about Satan. Um, <laughs> yes, it is the winter solstice, but um, the celebration of being unconquered by superstition and consistent in the pursuit of sharing knowledge is also known as Saul Invictus, name of a sweet Faith No More album as well. The cult of Saul existed within Rome um, since the early days as a republic, and uh, Invictus was a apathet for Jupiter, Mars, and Apollo, among others. The festival celebrated uh, these gods and was also said to have been used to celebrate winter solstice. Yeah. Saul Invictus means unconquered sun. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm kind of reading, but if you don't want to celebrate Christmas and Jesus, celebrate Saul Invictus or just the winter solstice. You have options. Go check the mail, baby. I think my package has arrived. <laughs> hmm. 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 Okay, here's some listener mail real quick, and we're going to wrap this damn thing up. I'm uh, freaking exhausted, but I try to make these around 90 minutes apiece, even though it's midnight on the dot right now. So, it's, hey, it's officially Christmas Eve for me. Cool. Whatever. Um, I didn't write anybody's name down on this, so if you hear your question, congratulations. What are things you hate most about Christmas? Again, I think I covered all that. I don't like brainwashed people shoving Christmas down my throat and defending Christmas as if it were a small puppy being beaten by satanic Muslims on crack or something. I... I don't mind the music. I don't mind the decorations. I just hate people that are stupid about it. I hate people that are stupid about anything. The guy over there, three doors down, playing Christmas music on the outside of his house is a fucking idiot. That is what I hate about Christmas. Um, what else? Uh, again, I didn't write any names down. I talked about this earlier. Does it bother you when people remove Christ from Christmas and use an X? No, I don't. I do it. Shut up. Who cares? If, if that bothers you, you're weak. I'm sorry, you're just weak. There's other things to worry about, okay? There's kids out there with autism. There's there's freaking diabetes. You know what I mean? There's there's My stepdad's got freaking stage four lung cancer, bladder cancer, all of the above, probably. That's more important. I don't give a shit about the letter X, miss. It doesn't matter. Sorry. Fuck you. Um, favorite Christmas movie? Hmm. I like, um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I like uh, Just Friends with Amy Smart and Ryan Reynolds. 
Christmas Story, of course, is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, I like the sequel, too. The sequel is pretty badass. Uh, the Christmas Story sequel. That's a couple of years ago. Um, Emmett, Emmett Otter and the Jug Band Christmas. I, it's like these puppets. <laughs> I remember there was like a gang on like some snowmobiles and there's this big guy like, hey, look at the birds up in the trees. And he's like, yeah, we're not birds. We're a jug band. That always stuck with me for some reason. Um, best Christmas gift gift ever. Um, all the 80s toys back, the Transformers, the G.I. Joes, the, you know, LJN, WWF wrestlers, the Transformers, He-Man, all that shit back in the day. Star Wars. I had it all, man. I was a spoiled kid, like I said. And uh, damn, dude. Pretty fantastic. Oh, I um, really liked giving my mom uh, her carousel. Um, that, that's not a gift for me, but it's something I, I did for her. And that, 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 that made my entire year, to be honest with you. I just did a, the SITV Van Life show on YouTube, a look back at 2023, all the adventures and everything. And I ended it off with that because that was the main event of my whole year. Uh, just hearing her voice crack because she was so excited. Anyway, I'm not going to play it again like I did last week, but um, that was the best Christmas gift ever, and I gave it. Oh, ever get stuck spending Christmas with people you hate? Oh, my ex-girlfriend from like 13 years ago. I didn't hate her at the time, but looking back, it was a couple of miserable Christmases with her. Just a terrible person. Um, not really, though. I didn't, like I said, I'm normally alone. Favorite Christmas song? Uh, was it Hollow Notes did a Christmas song that I really liked? Uh, jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. They did a version of Jingle Bell Rock, I think. Uh, Grandma Got Ran Over by Reindeer. And I listened to, like I said, I listened to a bunch of punk rock Christmas songs. Couldn't name one of them, but they were all freaking phenomenal. Uh, Band-Aid, uh, Do They Know It's Christmas After All. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Yeah, I think that's it. But there's one song. Oh, uh, Last Christmas by Wham. I like, last Christmas, give you my heart. Very next day. George Michaels. George Michaels? George Michael was awesome. Highly, highly underestimated as a songwriter, singer, the whole thing. Oh, so, uh, but I think actually my favorite Christmas song of all time is this one. It's Christmas without Jesus Just family and presents, decorations and food It's Christmas, don't need Jesus Let's celebrate winter solstice, all invictus like the satanic do No need for busy churches, no mountains to tell up upon Just watch a Christmas story, put some Bing Crosby on It's Christmas without Jesus let the families get stronger and days get longer it's christmas let's eat cheeses let's dress up like santa and lie to our kids it's christmas let's bring tidings of joy whatever that means it's christmas okay that was some pretty good uh some pretty good ad-libbing there see you next week actually probably not couple weeks, whatever.
turn that shit off. Merry Christmas, everybody. With an X. <laughs> God, I'm tired.